I have a memory from a childhood road trip vacation. It's from back in the days of no screens within a car, just a family either trying to sleep or entertain themselves. Really, the only outside assistance we'd get for entertainment was finding the next radio station once the last one became out of reach. I honestly don't know how we did it, sometimes spending a full day in the back seat just staring out the window. The memory is from one of the many times we drove east from Illinois going towards the east coast. We'd spend a couple days in the car and we'd almost reached our destination. My dad, being the driver, knew exactly how close. I think we must have run into some traffic or had gotten off the interstate, but we were going slow enough that my dad rolled down the car windows. The smell he wanted us to enjoy hit me. And to this day, it's a smell that brings me instant happiness, instant calm. It was the salty air of the ocean. We had arrived at our destination, Ocean City, Maryland. As a kid, my family and I went to Ocean City fairly often. I had such fond memories of the visit that as an adult, now I've taken my family there a couple times. Still as fantastic as I remembered it, just with bigger high-rise condos. Before our last trip there, I was curious to find out if there were any breweries to visit. It's a beach town. How could there not be? Beer in the beach. It's a match made in heaven. I only discovered one brewery in the actual town. Only one. Added bonus, it was conveniently located right on the boardwalk on the beach. Not only could I take my family to buy souvenirs, play games at arcades, eat apple cider vinegar french fries, but I could also get some craft beer. Since my visit, that brewery called Backshore Brewing has closed, but in this episode of Thirsty to Explore, I'm going to talk with the brewer from Backshore about the future of craft beer in Ocean City. I'm Andy Erickson, and I spent some time with Uncle Nate Todd about opening up a new brewery, our mutual love for Star Wars, the troubles and frustrations of doing so during a pandemic, brewing in a seasonal tourist town, and what comes next for a culture tailor-made for craft brew fans. Thanks for joining me. Why don't you go ahead and give me a little bit of an introduction of who you are and uh, what you're you're doing right now? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, well, um, my name's Nathan Todd. A lot of people call me Uncle Nate down here in Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, I have been working down here for since 2005, but for the last 10 years, I was running and and uh, brewing at a brewery called Backshore Brewing Company which closed down at the end of 2021. So I am currently in the process of opening up my own brewery, still in Ocean City, Maryland, um, called The Other One Brewing Company. The uh, previous brewery I worked at was on the boardwalk and uh, on 10th Street on the boardwalk, but that closed down. Um, so yeah, when, when I came into town uh, two years ago, you were still over at Backshore. Um, mm-hmm. Was that your brewery? Is that the somewhere you worked, or what happened with all that? Uh, no, Backshore was not my brewery. Although many, many people thought it was because I was there every day of the week for the last nine and a half, ten years. Um, I actually started at Backshore as a bartender. Um, I knew the owner previously from other places I had worked at, and um, one day I was out, and he came up to me and said, "Hey, you like beer, right?" And I went, well, "Yeah," and he said, "Oh, I might have." you know, something for you, you know, I'll, I'll call you. And I went, oh, okay. And I thought he meant like he had some beers for me or something. And one day he said, Hey, you know, can you swing by Hammerheads, which was the restaurant that was next door to where Backshore was. So I said, sure. And I swung up there and, and he took me into the, into the building next door, the little, little closet next door, I always called it. And um, he said, yeah, I'm going to put a brewery here. And I was like, Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, you want a job? 
And I said, I, I would love a job as long as you, you know, because I've always wanted to work at a brewery, but it's really hard to get jobs at a brewery if you don't have any experience. So I basically said, yeah, I'll come work here. But um, one condition is that, you know, maybe I could learn how to brew from one of the brewers. And he told me, sure. And then I guess he just forgot to tell the brewer that. So when I showed up the first day, I'm like, yeah, man, like, let's do this. He was like, well, what's your experience? I said nothing. And he was like, oh, why are you here? And so uh, I basically just made them let me learn from them. I think we had, we had three brewers there. Rob was the first. And then Adam Davis was our second brewer. He left and went to Burley Oak back in 2016, became their head brewer. And he's still there. Um, and then the third brewer is a guy named Matt Shockley, who, um, like me was just a home brewer. Uh, so, so he kind of like, we kind of got along really, really well. And, um, he, he really was the one that kind of like helped me hone my craft in, no pun intended, into from the, the, the brew shed to doing things on a commercial level. And then he left in 2020, um, to go open his own brewery up in Salisbury. It's called Burnish. And they're going on their second year now doing real well. So I took over as the brewer. I was already, I had already been there for all the years. I was managing, you know, like a bar manager too type thing, but it was opened by a guy. Then it was just kind of like open. So I pretty much was the one who gave it, you know, its face and its personality and everything. And I just, I, I ran it like it was my own because I loved it so much. I mean, it was probably the best job I ever had in my life. And then it closed because he uh, he told me he didn't want to do it anymore. That gets us to what you're working on now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm basically going to do what I was doing there. I, I'm losing the beautiful view of the ocean because we were you, you were there. We were on the boardwalk. We had you know just the everyday view of rolling waves and you know people suntanning and you know just the smell of suntan lotion and all it was great you know as small as our place was it was only about 350 to 400 square feet um so all the brewing was done behind the bar um we had like four bar stools and then all of our seating was outside so uh as small as that place was and, and a lot of the headaches that came with that uh i mean every day we were looking at the ocean so it could be that bad but um <laughs> yeah. you know but so what i am doing is i have moved up the street from 10th street to 24th street and we're actually going to be right on coastal highway right on philadelphia avenue um we're connected to uh the property on 24th street where blue crab house is and um there used to be embers which was uh been around for 40 plus years um they 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 tore it down and decided that they were going to rebuild it but they wanted to do something a little bit more so they were they were going to put this three-story building with uh embers being on top to have like that rooftop you know outside dining experience that a lot of places are trying to do now and uh so they were looking for for other tenants and at that time they heard that backshore was closing down so they approached me about coming there and if i would be interested so I said, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, when I was first getting into home brewing and I was making beers, people used to say, well, what, 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 what's your beer, what's your brewery called? And I'm like, oh, it's home brew. You know, this is, and I'd come up with these funny Star Wars names or whatever for the beers. So they're like, oh, no, man, you got to name your home brew. And I'm like, yeah, I did. You know, it's this name. And they're like, no, you need 
to call your brewery something. I'm like, all right, fine. So I called it the other one brewing company just to be funny. And uh, now it's going to be a real place. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of the shed and into uh, uh, an actual space. Now, you know, so I'm excited about it. Is there, uh, you got an opening date that you know of yet? Or is it still kind of in flux? Uh, yeah, it depends on who you ask. You know, you ask the construction <laughs> guys, they say two weeks. Like they always say, uh, you ask me, I, I'm, I'm leaning a little bit towards more of a October. It seems like, um, good possibility that October could be it. Um, uh, the marketing guy was telling people June, I don't know where he got that idea, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but we, um, we've been painting, as you can see on my, on my hands and everything. It's, I can't get it off. Um, it's on my watch and my glasses, but, uh, we've been, we've been painting in the place uh bar top was hooked up we got a our draft line guy coming this week i believe to install the draft lines um the fermenters and everything are moving in this week um um so i actually have a brew rig on the way i think it's going to be delivered sometime in the next couple weeks we'll get that hooked up and then basically once that um once all that stuff goes in and it's all hooked up and, and running right you know, do some tests of running some water through and everything, then it's going to be, I'm just going to be brewing like nonstop just to get, get ready. And then when that happens, I'll have a little bit more of a, a, um, a an ability to give like a, a, a date date, but I'm, I'm hoping for, for October. Yeah. Maybe even like a, a big Halloween, uh, you know, kickoff if that's what it ends up being. Um, and I know prior to that, you kind of been putting out some brews at other places to, to, yeah. So my friends um, at Big Oyster Brewing up in Delaware, um, Lewis, they have a big spot in Lewis and then they have uh, their little smaller like production facility over in Rehoboth. Little, little shout out to them. That's what, I, that's what I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking some of their uh, Salty Johns. This was a beer they did with, uh, with Yards, Big Oyster Brewery and Yards. So I, I knew Eric Camper, their head brewer, from when he was at Tall Tales, and we just became friends from seeing each other at at beer festivals, and you know, talking about Star Wars and and different things and whatever. So when he took the job up at Big Oyster, we kept in touch. And as we were doing this, this uh, we were falling behind because of construction issues and everything. I, I really wanted to do something, so I reached out to him about the possibility of maybe you know letting me come up there and you know kind of brew something there that I could use. And he was all for it. So uh, I went up to Big Oyster and we, we, he let me brew a batch of, uh, of my, uh, my Bayside Blonde Ale. And we, um, I think we did a seven barrel batch of it. So got that done, kegged it all up, brought it back, you know, back here. And um, we stuck it on tap at Blue Crab House, which is on the same property as where our brewery will be. And we also put it at Pier 23 over in West Ocean City as kind of like a, hey, everybody, this is something that you'll get to taste that we're going to have and, you know, get them, get them a little bit more interested in other than just stickers and cool t-shirts, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I have to say, I am excited that you keep mentioning star Wars, by the way. So oh, this, <laughs> ours is the greatest thing that's ever you know, happened to me in my life other than, you know, being born and my parents, you know, and my wife, you know, but yeah, um, my wife knows my, my, how much I love Star Wars. She actually, when we got married, she got me a, uh, she made, she got me a, uh, a special R2D2 wedding band 
to wear. Nice. <laughs> so I guess while you're, you know, you're talking about the the construction crew always over promises and probably under delivers in some ways. Uh, what has been some of the biggest hurdles about opening a brewery since, I mean, obviously this is your first from the ground up experience. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. My wife and I joke about it a lot because we've both been in the services for a while. And it's like one of those things where you're like, wherever you work, you're always like, oh man, they should have done this, or this is the way they should have set that up and everything. And now we kind of get to see how hard it is to actually set things up the way you want. Like, it's just, nobody wants to listen to you. Construction guys, they, they'll, they, they look at a plan, a blueprint that they were given. It doesn't matter if you say to them, well, that's, that's, that, that's not right there. They, they're like, well, this is the plan. So we've had a few, few things happen where um, we've actually had to tell them, though, that doesn't go there. You need to, you need to, that's got to come out. That's not where it's supposed to be and stuff. But what I can tell you about right right now for me, since we, since we signed to be in this spot was, uh, I guess for other people, um, nobody could expect that there'd still be all these problems coming out of the, the, the COVID 2020 with getting, uh, materials and, and everything like lead times are outrageous right now. I mean, even when I ordered my brew rig, I got it from Blickman and it was like, they told me like, yeah, you're going to get it. Like, eight to 16 weeks and i'm like wait a minute eight to 16 weeks that's that's not like oh it could you know usually you hear whatever eight to ten weeks eight to 16 is a big jump in between but i mean it's just the way things are so so definitely with materials and everything that's been kind of a hold up um you know they didn't have crews didn't have people to work on the job in the beginning so it was like a very small skeleton crew now over the last um, you know, probably about a month or two into the building of the actual whole, because the entire property was being built. It wasn't just our little space. It was a three-story building with with six or seven units in it. So it was like, you know, they had a lot to do and everything. So we got it. But probably about a month or so after they started building it, bigger crews came on and then they were really cranking. Um, licensing, that's that's a lot of fun to try and get. Federal licensing and and uh, state licensing, I mean, when they tell you you have to apply for a, a federal license, they say it could take up to six months. They're not kidding. It's, you know, <laughs> it's like six months on the dot and you're going, okay, is anyone going to call me back? And then you finally get that call and say, oh, we have one more question. And then on and on. But, but um, that, so that was a bit of a hang up um, with licensing. But outside of that, I, it's just getting everybody on the same page that, that's also a, a, a fun little fun little thing just making sure everyone knows what 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 you want what they want and everyone understands that you know but yeah. we're lucky we have we have hard working crew um the the partners on the property that we're going to be at you know they're great they, they've got a great mind for business and and um you know how to set things up and also you know we're i'm throwing out the brewing brewery setup type things to them they're you know kind of coming back with the okay well the, the tasting room restaurant if you will type setup so it's it's moving pretty smooth just unfortunately you know yeah. like money like money pit two weeks two weeks yeah <laughs> so as you're talking about the other uh, uh tenants basically or residents in the in the building there so is there going to be like food options like similar to backshore where it was this next door or uh what's the setup so, of that um, so 
so for our space, we're going to be, so like I was saying before, Baxter was about 350 to 400 square feet. So we didn't have any room for any kind of cooking of our own except for making beer. So we kind of were like, we had a little menu that Hammerhead's Kitchen knew and they would make specifically for our side. And that's how we ran food at Baxter for those years. With this space, it's going to be a little over 1,200 square feet. And in that space, I've allotted about 400 of it, 400, 500 of it to a separated brew room with a wall and everything. So I can brew whenever I want, keg, do all that stuff, and it won't affect anything going on in the tasting room. And then the tasting room will be the rest of the space. And what we're doing is behind our bar, we're going to put a, um, an, an auto fry and a multi-chef or kind of like on a station with our, our, uh, our freezer, if you will, and everything we're going to have, we're going to have actually a small, like six item menu that we're going to make behind the bar. I don't know if you've ever been to Kirby's in Ocean City, it's up on 94th street, but they're a place that if you go in and you want to get like steamed shrimp, they, they have a thing behind the bar. They stick it in beep, beep, beep and cook it. And then when it's ready, they give it to you. So it's, we're going to kind of be like that. We're going to do a little bit of food of our own behind the bar. And then we, we're still kind of working out now that we're not going to be opening in the summer now. Um, going to be off season. We're going to kind of run with our menu. But I, we've been kind of going back and forth with the idea of there's a cafe right next door to us, Jay's Cafe. Um, and they make paninis and they make flatbread pizzas and uh, you know stuff like that. Um, but then there's also Embers, which is going to be two floors above us. There's going to be Blue right behind us. And they have you know, they have their seafood and all that stuff, but they have a lot of, um, you know, other things like burgers and things like that. So we've been kind of kicking around the idea that maybe we also offer like a small menu of like things from there, like a chicken sandwich or, uh, you know, uh, buffalo wings or, you know, so something like that, that we can order through our system and it'll be dropped off by a food runner because it's not that, it's really not that far. It's about 20 steps away from us. 30 steps away from it so we're kind of throwing out that idea that way you know we have our little menu that'll be fun and and enough for you to be able to say like oh yeah i can pick it this and drink my beer um but if you really want something else rather than tell you no you can buy a beer from us and go wait over there like you know yeah. it'd, it'd be like a, a nice um joint type thing yeah kind of a community uh, yeah a little bit. yeah plus we're gonna have our blonde on tap at blue and we're going to put on tap at Embers. Um, you know, it's like that perfect summer beer. Um, aside from like a light lager, that it's like the perfect summer beer that you can pair with things like seafood or um, with a cheeseburger or hot wings or something like that. I've actually been seeing people reviewing the beer on Untapped, and a few people have said that they had it with the crab legs at Blue, or they had it with, you know, some sort of seafood dish. And it was like perfect. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take out the perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in a similar way, are you planning having entertainment at the at the brewery, or is there an so, option there? Um, so Blue just got approved this year for live entertainment in their courtyard, and the courtyard is right outside of our door. So, um, back to when I was saying the thing about the, the kind of this, this joint venture type thing that we we did. Uh, there was a thing with me bringing my brewery there and becoming a tenant and everything. I also signed uh, to kind of partner with the corporation so that we would have use of 
of the property. Like, so, so we have like a 30 or 40 seat tasting room, you know, but if you want to sit outside, you don't have to be like, nah, man, sorry, you got to drink your beer and then you can go out there. So we actually have it where you can come in the, into our brewery and get a beer. We'll just put in plastic for you. And then you can take it out to the courtyard, which is going to help with, you know, the live music that Embers is going to have out there. It's going to draw a lot of attention. So, so there's that. Um, and then on the second floor above us, there is an arcade. Uh, it's called Surf's Up Arcade. Just opened about a, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, it's going to be right above us, uh, up into the right, <laughs> if you're looking at the <laughs> courtyard. And, um, and that's kind of like, I mean, they got ski ball and, and, and air hockey and stuff like that. But then they, you know, then they have like, it, it's definitely more for kids. They, you know, they have the, the claw games and, you know, prizes and all that stuff. Some of the little racing games and everything. It's not like when we were younger and we'd go to the arcade, it was like X-Men and, you know, Teenage <laughs> and all the like, you know, you skate or die and all those crazy, or like the Star Wars sit down game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not like that, but it's still pretty cool. So there's that type of thing, especially for us. It's going to be awesome where, you know, parents can come and, you know, dad can come and have a couple of beers while his kid goes right above us and plays the arcade, yeah. you know, and then or take, take a drink up there. I think, I don't, I'm not sure if you can take drinks up there or not, but I'm figuring. Um, they're also going to be adding axe throwing um, on that same floor on the, on the left side. Um, it's going to be a, a, a room up there that's going to have axe throwing in it. So that'll be another kind of draw for us to send people who've been drinking <laughs> to do something safe. Um, so we're going to do that. But um, the, the the license for music is for the whole property. So we're thinking like uh, special holidays or in the off season, maybe try, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, set up a spot in the tasting room where, you know, somebody with an acoustic guitar could play. Um, I have my plans for things uh, for, you know, certain nights of the week have some cool like i'm a big wrestling fan too i like i love wrestling always has since i was a little kid uh so like wednesday nights i want to do like aew on the television you know and and have that on there with sound um or monday night raw whatever um we're gonna so we're gonna set up nights like that um we're going to do football obviously when football season gets here college and pro and then, um, and then when May the fourth comes every year, we always do a marathon <laughs> on. So that's going to be a big thing. And usually for things like with May the fourth, I always did like a Star Wars themed beer of some sort. Um, sometimes it was the same one, or it would change every year. Uh, I actually have one of my one of my main beers um, that is going to be done when we first open, when we finally get open. Uh, so the first first IPM we're going to make in house is called Return of the Brew Guy. So, <laughs> so that's going to be one, uh, that's coming. And, uh, if it does well, I'll make it again for May the 4th, but I always come up with something for May the 4th. Nice. Um, that kind of leads into one other question I was curious about too. Uh, do you, you got a lineup of beers you're going to have at launch or is that still something you're thinking through? Well, um, so if you follow our website, um, com. Um, when you go on the site, there's actually a spot where you can click on and it will take you to our beer list. And, um, what we did this summer when we had the, the high hopes of opening already, um, <laughs> we, we were kind of doing like a weekly release uh, of like, Hey, this is a beer I'm going to make. So I had, I had, I had stated that there was 
the Bayside Blonde, and that was always going to be a thing. And then I had this, this uh, I have a, a brown ale that I, I used to make at the other place. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of like rebranding that one and bringing that one. So that's on there. It's called Table One. Um, and then I had like, I had a pale ale listed called Good Good Things. This recipe I already worked on. That's going to be a, a brand new beer that I've, I've, uh, I'm making like never made it before. Uh, I had a Jack Straw a wheat ale. It's another new recipe for this place. Um, Dark Star Imperial Stout. That's kind of like a play on my love for Star Wars, but also my love for the Grateful Dead. Um, that's a new recipe. So I had that listed on there. Um, and there's a few other ones. I had eight, eight beers because we're going to run eight taps. So I had eight beers listed. Uh, Return of the Brew Guy um, was on there. Oh, uh, I had this one. I, I'm a big fan of like golden nails, um, especially like Belgian goldens and stuff. So I had listed a beer on there called um, I Am a Golden God because, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so almost famous, you know, because being yeah. a, 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 a the only brewery in Ocean City kind of makes you almost famous. Yeah. Uh, so, but so I had these beers listed on there, and they were kind of the ones that I was planning on putting out when we first opened. Now that it seems like we're going to kind of be opening more in the off season, more in the fall, I'm probably going to rework that list. Um, I'll keep the the Dark Star because everybody loves us out in the off season. Um, depending on when I can get brewing, if I can get brewing in the next couple of weeks, I'll probably make a pumpkin or something because. You know, even though people are putting their pumpkins out in July now, uh, I still believe that they should come out in September, October. Uh, so I'll probably throw that in there. But the, the, the list will definitely change a little bit. Some of them will definitely stay blonde. Uh, the, the brown ale, IPA, the pale ale, um, and the stout. And then I'll probably figure a couple of different ones out. Um, and are you planning to go options for people? Or is it only going to be on the premises? Oh, yeah. oh no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, actually, you know, for the for many of the years, of the the last place i pushed for to go beers um i actually was this close to being like the first one to like bring the crowler machine to uh <laughs> to ocean city but uh the owner kind of was like ah man come on they have growlers no one's going to care about big cans and then and then, and then uh, another brewery nearby to us started doing it and he came to me hey you hear about this new thing they're called crowlers and i'm like oh man no it's <laughs> a great idea you should do that so, uh, and then fast forward a couple of years after that, I was saying like, you know, it'd be really cool. You know, if we did some like 16 ounce cans to like four packs to go, wow, we already got some 32s. What is, nobody's going to care about that. And I'm like, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, uh, so I ended up buying a, a small, uh, uh, a, a smaller crowded machine. We had the one for 32 ounces, but I bought a small one for 16 ounces or 12, depending. It had different chuck sizes. Um, so we started making four packs of those 16 ounces and man, we could not keep them in stock. So I plan to do the same thing at the other one brewing company. I'm going to, uh, we're going to have that. We're going to have that, um, that little frit reach in fridge out in the tasting room. And we're going to fill it up every day with a bunch of different beers. Um, 32 ounce cans to order. So if you come in and you're sitting drinking, you're like, Oh man, Nate, I really like that. And maybe we don't have it in a four pack. You say, Oh, let me get a, a crowler of that table one brown ale. No problem. So that up where you can take it to go, but we're always going to keep a fridge full of something. Um, and then I plan on doing monthly, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do monthly, like 
a specific beer that will only be in, you know canned to go. It's good. It'll, it'll be whatever I can keep up with because a small system, uh, a more central location than where we were. Not that there's anything wrong with the boardwalk. We had a lot of people walk by, but uh, I feel like the spot we're going to be at now. I mean, we're going to kind of be a, a center point of this property with blue and embers and everything. We're going to be right there in the thick of it. So I feel like we're going to get a lot of attention from them. Plus we actually have a parking lot, which is cool. Yeah. No more people having to park on uh first street and walk all the way up to 10th to get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that'll be helpful. So, um, but I plan on doing uh, some, some small release batch uh, type, uh, you know, something for air shows something for uh, 4th of July, something for like bike week, say Patty's day, um, you know, kind of, Get creative with uh my wife's art that's better than mine and you know make cool <laughs> nice. labels and you know something to get people excited you know make them yeah you know want to come not just because we're going to be an awesome spot but like come because there's that special that special beer for that oh, yeah whatever we just had jeep week here you know that would have been a cool time to have a beer but, you know. it's it's that little bit of extra personality that that yeah you know, i personally look for in a brewery you know i, I yeah. want some personality when i come in and th- and that's some of the that's to, you know something that kind of made me love breweries you know the first first time i ever had craft beer i think i was 22 uh my friend had uh, uh my best friend from high school went in the military and he got stationed in germany when he came back you know it was like yeah you're home i'm, I'm taking you out for a beer and he was like no no i'm taking you out for a beer and he <laughs> took me to some bar and it had you know craft beers on tap stuff i couldn't even pronounce and uh you know i i credit him for my like turn but all these years my wife and i when we go on trips and vacations we always she's kind enough to always seek out where the breweries are and take me so you know we can fit that into our plan and i go check mm-hmm. out other breweries and see what they're doing and and kind of get some inspirations or even just look at like the, the the setup and the flow and everything and be like wow you know not steal their ideas but kind of you know yeah, you know, get some ideas. The last time we came into Ocean City, we we went a little further north and hit um, Dogfish, and then came down the yeah. coast into Ocean City because yeah. you know we wanted to hit up a few extra places. And, and that's the thing that was, you know, I didn't say before, but that was a, a thing for me where it was really, 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 really important to me to keep a brewery in Ocean City. Um, when when we opened in 2012 when we opened Shorebilly Brewing Company in 2012, before the name changed to Backshore, uh, you know, the only thing around was Dogfish all the way up, up there and, and uh, up in Delaware. Um, Burley Oak, I think had just opened maybe like a half a year or so before us. And uh, Finn City was inside of Hooper's Crab House. That was it. And, you know, no, you couldn't go to bars and find craft beer on tap. Like it was, you found dogfish that was it and then uh line and kugel that was like what everyone said yeah. for craft beer and um you know as the years went on four more breweries opened up and then four breweries shut down <laughs> and it was like yeah. baxter was the first on the island then baxter was the last on the island and just seeing what we did in that little closet of a of a brewery and 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 how just how much people really appreciated it it was like when that closed down, not only did I cry, but then it was like, what am I going to do? I got to, you know, I, I was looking at properties out in West Ocean City and, and uh, Berlin and 
um, Snow Hill and stuff like that. But I just every time it was just like something's not right. Uh, no, something's not right. And then it was just kind of like, no, we have to stay in town because I want someone like you who's gonna who's coming down and say you're coming from the Philly area and you and you decide to go through you decide to go through Delaware and you hit Dogfish and you hit Revelation, you hit you hit Dewey, you know, you hit Thompson Island, and everything. It's like well, I don't want you to not come to Ocean City. I don't want you to curve out and go out to Berlin and then Salisbury. I want you to I want you to come through Ocean City still because this is a cool yeah. little town. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've it's been... it's a beautiful drive between the two. I, I never did it's it. Awesome. We, uh, my family and I went to Ocean City a handful of times when I was growing up. So I brought my family when I became an adult, and it's like that was a beautiful drive going through all those little towns. Yeah, man. My aunt uncle had everyone. A... There should be. My, my aunt and uncle had had a place in Lewis, and when we, I was a kid, we'd always go visit them because it was my dad's sister. So we would go visit them, and it was easy because you know we didn't have to worry about paying for a place to stay. So we'd go and we'd visit them, and we, my brother and I would get excited because we got to hang out with our cousins and everything. But we would always take a drive down to Ocean City to go on the boardwalk because it was so big and it had the arcades and mini golf and all that stuff. So that was like my memories of the beach when I was a kid, and. Then I moved here in 05 and like, it just became like my new home. And it was one of those things where I came down here for like one year, you know, I was, I was, I think I was 28 at the time or so 27. And I was like, man, you know, I, I never did that thing of living at the beach uh, and just kind of like having fun and working a throwaway job. So I came down to do that. And then it was just kind of like, no, I'm going to stay. <laughs> and then, you know, Five years later, seven years later, I met my, met my uh, future wife, and then uh, here we are. You know, all these 2022, we're opening up a brewery together. You know, it's yeah. crazy how things happen. Uh, I got to say, I'm a little jealous. I'm I'm over in Iowa, so <laughs> no beach anywhere near. Iowa. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, you're talking about the beach and all that, um, kind of curious. Uh, is there some beer styles that you, you just don't work or, you know, I, sometimes you might not want a heavy stout in July, you know, or uh, what's your experience? So it's funny. There are people that, um, there are people that do ask or get excited. Like when I, when I listed that dark star on my website, I actually got like messages from people being like, thank you for still offering a dark beer for some of us, you know, some of us do like it in the summer not as many as you would think though so it, it was at the last place we had six beers on tap so it was really hard to tie up one line with a beer that you knew might not sell really fast so um but i will say in in opposite of that um if you had told me that a brown ale was going to be so popular at the beach i would have told you you're crazy but we had a beer that we had come up with we called it downtown sugar brown and that beer I mean, I would get yelled at if it wasn't if we took it off tap for two days because we didn't have the next batch ready. Like people loved it. So uh, what I will say is light beers, fruity beers, you know, things like that, like a blonde or you know, um, hefeweizen. Sour beers are obviously very popular. It's kind of a trendy thing. I never really made any of them. They're not really the kind of beers that I would like to drink. But you know, market dictates what you make. So I mean, I would. I would have liked to have made them at the last place. I just never had a chance. Uh, so I plan on trying to do some of those at the new spot. But I, uh, I tell you, the beers that I feel like people really get jazzed about are, are lighter and, and kind of fruit forward beers. 
Um, even like with IPAs, I've noticed that like if I did something with an IPA where maybe I did fruit it some and maybe did like a mango IPA or a blood orange IPA or something like that, they, they did really well. Or even if I just used, um, gave that IPA like a bit of sweetness and, and used, you know, hop, I hopped it with things that kind of had a, a more citrusy or fruitier note to them. Like they did really well, you know, a lower middle range IBU, but beers that really always cranked were things like blonde ales, a light lager, um, you know, a, a, a wheat, even if you fruited that up, wheat did really well. Um, I had this pale ale I used to make. It was, a, a, a I used to dice up um, habaneros and uh, put, you know, kind of soak them in it while it was fermenting and uh, flavored it. So I, I had a couple uh, pale ales. I did one with habaneros, one I did with uh, a different one of some other pepper of some sort. Always be mm-hmm. seated in them though, because I didn't, I didn't want them to be like burn your mouth, like novelty. I never <laughs> want to do novelty beers. So, um, you know, I definitely had people would say like, oh, this is good, but could use some more spice. But I was expecting it to be hotter. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I want you to have a second glass, not just one glass, <laughs> and say, or a taster and say like, Oh yeah, it was neat, but I would never, you know, and it's, but so things like that. Um, I, I made a blueberry wheat that did really well. I, I, I don't know. Um, it, there was a podcast I was listening to for a long time. And one of the, uh, it was like a character show. This guy was like stuck in a time portal in another dimension. And he did a podcast with a wizard named Usador. So I, uh, Usador the blue. So I, I named the beer after him. I called it Usador the blueberry and uh <laughs> it did really well nobody knew the podcast but yeah. you know whatever it's a nice little thing <laughs> yeah but i yeah but i mean definitely beers at the beach um people want to be refreshed because you know you you have that period of time where you know it's it's comfortable heat and then you get to that you know to late july august where it's gross sticky heat and the last thing you you know the last thing you want is to feel all weighed down or bloated or whatever so like lighter fruitier you know i mean this is a town that is known for orange crush so you know if you can make if you can make some beer styles that kind of give you a refreshing quality then you're gonna you're gonna not be able to keep them on tap really um so in a similar vein too so how is it different having a brewery in a very tourist town compared to, you know, uh, someone else might have a hometown brewery? Well, so it's, it's pretty wild. When I moved here in 05, the winters here were dead. Okay. Like you could go into town and drive from first street of, you know, coastal highway. When you would drive coastal highway, you would just see blinking lights and you just drive. And in the last, five years or so we started to notice like a more of a year-round resident type uh you know people especially after 2020 with the shutdown i think a lot of people instead of renting their houses out were like well if i'm going to be stuck somewhere i'm going to oh i'm stuck (laughs) down in the beach you know like it doesn't matter whether if i can leave my house or not but rather look at that than the city but um so in that vein like when we opened in tw- when we did the last place and we were, we were open in 20, 2012, I, I would say from like 2012 to like 2015 or so, it was like, 
wow, man, like we got this many weeks to really wrangle some people in and, and sell some beer. And then in the wintertime, we were just kind of like, I hope somebody comes in and drinks the beer. But um, but more and more people have started staying here. And I, I noticed 2016, 2017, 2018, like we started seeing like, we would just stay open on the weekends, uh, Saturdays and Sundays. And we started noticing that like, Saturdays are really good. Sundays was okay because it's football. People are going to go. They know where they're going to go and places with specials. But then we started noticing like Sundays started getting good. And these last couple of years, I mean, we were busy. Off season, Saturday and Sunday, busy. It's, it's, it's different because you're in a tourist town. So, you know, you, you survive off the summer tourist crowd, the, 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 the turnover of people coming, staying in hotels and everything and coming out and checking you out. But, but it, there is potential for this area to have like you be like their local brewery. I mean, Burley Oak has been killing it for all these years, you know, people in Berlin that's right there, but we started to see that ocean city, you know, people were coming down out. Not only were they coming down to check on their, their beach places and make sure the pipes didn't burst and all that kind of stuff, but they were starting to like actually come down and hang out or they just decided to stay here permanently. And, um, you know, I, I always have wondered because when I would travel with my wife and we would go to breweries, like you're looking at them, you're going, man, these places are really busy. But, you know, you don't know if that's their tourist season or if that's just the way it always is, you know? So yeah. it's like, so for me being here, um, I can tell you that like in the beginning, you know, 10 years ago, this, this was a tourist only driven area, but, but more so in these last four or five years, it's starting to become a, a view. Plus with all the things that they're tearing down and building and new restaurants and, and, and uh, more townhomes and, and stuff. I mean, like it's getting pretty wild down here. Like they're trying to make this a, a year round uh, destination. Uh, they're adding more events all the time. So, so uh, I feel like this is only going to, we're going to be able to, be part of that like offer to make people want to come down to Ocean City more often, not just in the summer, to be able to say like, oh, there's a cool brewery in town. Yeah. Got arcade next throwing right above it. You know, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> you got Star Wars on the TV. Um, you know, like I think it's I think we're gonna kinda we're gonna keep that that like, oh cool, there's there's a there's a place to go in the wintertime too. Cause that's yeah. the thing also, man, like we're closed down. So what the places that were open, they were like the, the, the places you really wanted to go. So like, Oh, that's a cool spot. We're really going to go. So, you know, we were really happy to be one of those places at the last month. So we're going to try and do that again, you know, yeah. with more space, with heat. We didn't have, heat <laughs> that's cool. we're going to have TVs, not more than one that yeah. only has, uh, only has uh, Netflix on it. We're actually going to have, you know, cause it's too expensive for Netflix now, but you know, we'll have cable. <laughs> um, so I got a couple just random questions now. We kind of we kind of went over the brewery a bunch, and I think we got a pretty good flavor of of, of what you're what you're going to do and who you are. But um, I just like to ask some some other questions here. Sure. So um, I, I've been to Ocean City a lot. You live there. I know what Thrasher's fries are. I love Thrasher's fries. It's one of the things yeah. that makes me comes back every yeah. time and, you know, get a bucket of fries. But, you know, for people who don't know, Thrasher's is basically just French fries, but apple cider vinegar is the kind of the secret thing. Um, yeah. Sounds yeah. weird to most people, and but no it's ketchup. delicious. Don't dip yeah. in ketchup. Nope. It's like, it's blasphemy if you dip them in ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. What beer would you pair with Thrasher's? What beer would I pair with Thrasher's? Ooh. Mm. That's a good question. Um, I would probably have something. I would probably have 
not to plug it again, but our, I would have our Bayside Blonde, or I would have that I that I am a golden god when I make that that Belgian uh, that Belgian uh, gold nail because it's got that kind of like sweetness to it, that kind of candy sweetness. I think that would be a fun. They wouldn't take any flavor. Neither of the the fries wouldn't take anything away from the beer, and the beer wouldn't take anything away from the fries. You know, because you have an IPA, something something hopped real good or whatever. You know, your taste buds are gonna not you know, taste those fries anymore. Yeah. So I would I would go probably with the um, the Golden God. I, I think I would be a good <laughs> a good one with it, or maybe even the, that 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 habanero pale ale just for fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So other than Ocean City, what's your favorite beach? My favorite beach. Whoa. Uh, uh, you probably should ask my wife that because for a guy who lives at the beach, I don't really go to it very often. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, uh, you know, not to, not to say I'm Anakin Skywalker or anything. I don't hate sand, but I'm not, you know, it does get everywhere and it is coarse. Um, but um, I really enjoyed, we went to, um, we went to uh, Virginia beach a couple years ago. And we had a really good time out there. Um, that was the first time I'd ever been there. And there was some good breweries out there. I, I really liked Virginia Beach. We would go to Florida. We used to go to Florida every year um, for spring training, baseball. We'd go out and we'd see the Phillies play because my wife and I are both from the Philly area. Funny is we both are from the Philly area, but I met her here mm-hmm. and we got married. So it's like I had to move to Ocean City, Maryland to meet a girl from Philadelphia to fall in love. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but we, we would go out to Florida every year and kind of go to uh, St. Petersburg and uh, Tampa and all that. And we would um, clear water and everything. And so we'd hit the beach, the beaches down there up a lot. So they, I miss going out there. I don't know if it's necessarily because of the beaches or it was like what we would do when we were out there, going to the baseball games yeah. and just kind of like having fun. So I would, I would have to lean towards that because those are the places I've been more. Yeah. So for me, I got to center from Iowa. So like, I'm always craving the beach because I can't, I can't get that on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, you live there. So maybe it's not as exciting um, as it is for someone who's the work schedule. It. It's the work schedule. I, that was the problem, man. I mean, if I, if, when I tell you I worked on the boardwalk with the beach, you know, 40, uh, you know, 30 yards away from me, 10 yards away from me. Uh, and I was on it like, five times in nine years you think i was crazy but it's true you brewing a brewery job is early morning starts and you're not getting done i would get in there at 5 a.m to start brewing and be done brewing by you know two or so and then it was you know cleaning up and then whatever stuff i had to do in the brewery whether it be kegging a beer or planning the next beer or just management stuff and you know it's 7 30 8 o'clock at night and you're like oh okay well Never mind, you know. And then that one day <laughs> off a week you have, the last thing you want to do is drive over and go into town because it's yeah. like, sure. you know, you just got out of there after six days. So, other than uh, beach destination, what's your favorite place to travel to? Then we went to Colorado for the Great American Beer Festival back in 2018, and I would love to go to Colorado again. We went to Red Rocks, saw a concert. We just we you know walked all over, all over the town that that was that that's a place i'd really like to go um i finally went to disney for the first time in my life um in march of 2021 my wife took me to galaxy's edge so i would love to go there again. <laughs> uh, that's a little selfish though just because it's star wars but um but no i um we 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 
we loved we loved our Florida trip. We really did. Um, like I said, going out to going out to Clearwater was just always so relaxing. Um, watching base, you know, preseason baseball games where it's, it's more of like a a fun, you know, fun atmosphere versus like when you go to a pro, you know, during the season game with, you know, however many thousands of fans there, it's like you go to the, the, the little stadiums, they fit 500. It's like, Oh, nice, you know? Um, so I, I think Florida was always my favorite, uh, my favorite trips. When I was a kid, we only came here. So we didn't, we didn't, we, you know, we didn't really, we, we didn't really do a lot of traveling when I was younger. Um, but really it's wherever my wife wants to go. That's where we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite um, place. Wherever she wants to go. Yeah. As long as you're with her, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the dogs <laughs> can come. So not one of your beers, but what would you think would be the best beach beer of another brewery? Uh, best beach beer from another brewery. Well, this, I don't, and I just was telling you earlier, I'm not a big sour guy, but this salty John saltwater lime goes from uh big oyster this is really good like it's not that overbearingly crazy sour like you just took a handful of of gummy bear uh or uh what are those uh sour patch kids sour patch kids yeah it's not like anything like that. it's got a nice hint um that this is really good burnish has a, a beer called roy that's their light ale um that that's you know they they gave me a a, a few cans of that and that's that's pretty solid beer. Um, hmm, let's see here. Uh, Dewey Beer Co. has got some really good ones. Um, I know they've been doing these secret machines. They do different flavor ones. They're pretty good too. Again, it's not a big sour guy, but they're they're pretty they're pretty good. So uh, so I got a I got a little story here. So every other year we go down to. Um, Gulf Shores, Alabama, down on the coast, Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year, um, I had developed like an ulcer or something like that. So I wasn't drinking for about, I don't remember what it was, a few months. But I was like, I'm going to save the return to beer until we're on vacation, you know, make it extra special. So mm-hmm. we're down there on the 4th of July at dusk, waiting for fireworks over the ocean. And I cracked my first beer. I was sitting on the beach and that was probably one of the, I, I don't even remember what the beer was, but it was one of the best tasting beers I had ever had because, you know, it was that whole thing, the cool breeze off the ocean, being there, dusk, you know, on vacation. It was yeah. one of those perfect moments where, um, you know, so I am uh, always, I, beer and the beach is kind of synonymous with me now <laughs> after that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough because, I mean, I don't get the opportunity to go, I don't get the opportunity to go and do uh, as much like brewery checking out as like I would love to because my, my, my hours were always so long this year. I've actually had a little bit more time to do that, but my wife unfortunately has been working a lot more. Uh, she, she's a manager at um, Mickey Finn's down here. So uh, she, she works five or six days a week, but like, you know, the, and the other thing is that like, uh, you know, breweries start getting into kind of like what, like I was saying earlier, you know, the, the market dictates what we make. And, you know, so a lot of breweries were going, getting away from making like random beer styles and having a very mixed board to having, you know, a lot of IPAs, hazy IPAs and all that, or they would have a lot of sours or they'd have a lot, you know, just, you know, 16 taps and, or 12 taps or 18 taps. And it was like, maybe there was two or three, 
random styles and then everything else was that sour haze and everything and so that that was kind of tough because when we go places i'm like well man i don't i kind of i don't know i want something light and i'm looking up there and there's nine ipas like that's not what i'm looking for you know um so i miss the days of of traditional ales you know traditional lagers um beer that tastes like beer beer that tastes like beer and that's kind of like why you know i felt like we we kind of got some you know gruff from people at backshore because we made it a point that you know we were home brewers and we wanted to make whatever we wanted to make because we wanted to make new beers and we wanted to make traditional beers so our our tap list is always very random you know one ipa uh, never more than one um you know just a bunch of different styles red ales you know ambers wheats half bisons and and you know, a stout thrown in or a porter thrown in. Like, you know, we just did what we wanted. And and it's funny to see now, like I get like the brewer your own magazines and stuff. Um, you know, I get, I get those, you know, learn how to craft beer and everything. I still get them because I was a home brewer. And it's funny to, when I read them now, like I, I see articles where they're like, traditional ales are coming back, you know? And it's Uh-oh. like, oh, cool. Well, where were you? Like, actually <laughs> yelling at me about that. But I'm with you, man. There's something about that. There's something about that perfect, that perfect moment of whether it be sitting on the beach, maybe at night or, or whatever. One of the cool things down here is there's the, there's a boat over on 50, uh, on route 50 where the bay is. I think it's literally just called the Bay Hopper. And they do a a weekly thing in the summertime where they feature a, a brewery each Thursday. And so you sign, you know, a lot of breweries to sign up. We did it a couple of times last year, but it was, let me tell you, floating around at nighttime from like, it would, I think it would leave at like 5.30 or six o'clock and it would go till sunset. So that was part of the thing. You would come around the bay during sunset and then you'd be back. There's something about floating around at nighttime with a cold beer. That was just so awesome. You know, <laughs> and I, I'm with you. Like there's nothing that, that, that it's hard to beat that. <laughs> that's that's most of the questions i have uh i didn't know if there was any uh last bit of information you want to give about the other one before before we finish up here no i mean i wish i could give everyone an opening date i would love to tell you that you know hey this date such and such we're going to be doing a soft opening but i still don't know um so if you're not following it go and follow our facebook page um the other one brewing co the the other one brewing co um same with our instagram the other one brewing co uh look for my my uh my goofy logo it's the uh it's my face basically you know (laughs) but um that's that's the logo um we have the website uh the other one brewing.com and on that site we try and keep uh well all three of those facebook and everything instagram we try and keep people updated on things that are going on um but I, I've been doing these things. I used to do them at the last place, and I'm going to continue them on now. I've only done one so far because we really didn't have much to show. But um, I used to do these little video um, updates. Uh, they're usually only like a minute or two long. And we call them what's what. Uh, so I'm going to bring back the what's what and start doing them again. I might change the name. We'll see. It was my thing. So I might keep it. But um, on our website, though, there's a when you go, you know, like I said, there's up across the top, there has like the menu, so you can see the beer, and then once we add food, you'll be able to see food. But there's also a, uh, a a spot that you can click on, and it takes you to the what's what 
uh, videos, which are on YouTube and everything. And um, so I'll be making more now, as like I said, with equipment moving in soon and everything. Uh, I'll be doing more what's what videos, kind of giving people updates and all. So you can go check those out. Um, and then Instagram and, and Facebook. Well, Instagram will be adding pictures as the equipment goes in and all that. And Facebook, it'll just be uh, if there's any beer festivals that we're going to be getting involved in. I know there's a Brews and Roos coming up in September that we might be a part of. Um, Burley Oak's doing a uh, their their own Burley Oak Beer Festival. It's going to be, I think it's called Year One. Um we're hoping to get involved in that. That's not till November, though. But then they, but down here in Ocean City, they always do the OC Toberfest, which is like the the uh, October fest, if you will. But it's more Halloween themed. Usually they, near the end of the month, so we may possibly be in that. Um, so Facebook will update, if, you know, and we'll share the links and everything if we're going to do any of those. But really, just follow our pages. Um, uh, if we do any more pop ups, we'll we'll talk about that on on there. We did a couple pop ups at at Blue Crab House where I just set up the uh, a table with the jockey box and I poured the blonde and we sold merchandise. So uh, if we do any more of those, maybe for bike week or uh, Labor Day, um, we'll, we'll announce it on there. So, and then, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, get ready to support the other one. Cause when, when the time comes, man, I, I, I really can't wait to like get everybody in there and, and, and see faces again to be able to make beer for people and pour beer for them. Like that's, you know, best job i ever had so i can't wait to be doing that job full-time again yeah so that's it uh, yeah we're i'm looking trying to find a way to get the family back out there again but it's a it's a little yeah. bit of a drive for us but we're, we're planning on it yeah. well <laughs> but if you do yeah. come down and visit yep certainly will all right well thanks for joining us thanks for having me on here man i really appreciate it all right thank you The Thirsties to Explore podcast is part of Brewerism.com, where you can go to search our database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide to help you find your next brewery destination, with information submitted by users who have visited before you to help you plan for your next trip. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. If you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirsty2explore.com or visit thirsty2explore.com for more information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts, as well as links to Brewerism. Until the next episode, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with us. Until next time. <laughs>